Hi. Hi there. I see you have your hand raised. That's awesome. So we'll, we'll just dive right in. You're the only one here so far. Um, okay, give it a try. Hi, can you hear me? Yes. Awesome. So I may have to pick up kids in a minute, so there might be some noise. But No problem. Um, yeah, I've had a lot going on in my practice right now. Okay. Um, and I, I think I'm just trying to figure out how to sort through. It's just been a lot of drama over the last really couple of weeks. And it's like, I feel like every day, I feel like I'm, day I'm swinging between like crying and pissed. And I don't know, today is like the first day I'm maybe finally somewhere in between. But small private practice, I have one older male partner who um, is actually great. He's really, he's really compassionate. Mm-hmm. Um, it's much more hard time for being an older white man. Um, he, he's very compassionate. He's been very um, accommodating to me, like with my maternity leaves. He's always been a really helpful partner. Um, this is my first job out of residency. Um, Mm -hmm. so I really don't know any different, but I feel like I did get pretty lucky kind of ending with this great little practice. Um, but I don't have very much kind of control or autonomy when it comes to the office kind of scheduling and staff, which makes me kind of go through these swings of like going crazy periodically when we're kind of shuffling around and rearranging patients around his schedule. And I feel like I don't have mm-hmm. access to office time as much as I would like to be able to try to grow my practice. And I don't have as much access to OR time as I would like. And it's kind of, you know, on the one hand, like, oh, well, you know, I'm the new guy. I kind of have to take the short end of the stick of take what's available and, you know, be grateful for it. But this has now been six years and <laughs> he's been kind of doing this retirement dance for a long time. Mm. Um, Like, you know, I want to retire maybe by the end of the year, but this time um, probably what, like six, seven, nine months ago, um, he sat down and sounded much more serious about it. Like he actually, you know, is starting to come with more of a plan, I guess, of saying he wants to retire by the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and I'm ready for him too. I want more control over <laughs> scheduling staff. Like he's great and he's a great partner, but I, I need a little bit more kind of control when it comes to office scheduling stuff anyways, because I'm yeah. just going crazy. Um, and kind of control over the office staff. So, you know, there's pluses and minuses to that, but anyways, um, So he starts to sound more serious. I'm like, okay, great. So I start, you know, kind of trying to do my legwork and we're talking about like, who's another partner we could bring in. And am I going to want to, like, he owns the office space. So it's going to need to get renovated. Going to cost, is he going to contribute toward that versus do I want to go to another office space? Mm -hmm. So I've been trying to like all of this stuff. Um, In the meantime, like, six-ish months ago, my office manager and I just totally got into um, kind of, I don't know, 
how to say it politely, but I got a door slammed in my face and I don't even remember what the situation was. So we mm -hmm. pretty much, I think both told him like, I'm not going to keep working with the other, like oh. you got to pick. Mm -hmm. um, so he, the, it's a small town. He's worked with this person for um, a really long time. It's more of like a friend situation. Um, and sorry, I'm getting home to the kids. Um, so he can't just like fire her, but he kind of is acknowledging like this is not going to work if he wants to keep me around. Um, but I also... I don't know. I think I'm having a hard time sorting through what's just being gaslit and what do I need to stick up for myself on? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, to headphones. yeah no problem. I feel like I've kind of been gaslit a lot over the last six years of like, well, you just need to be nicer to everyone. And it's like, well, you like, you just need to chit chat about your kids and stuff. That's what everyone likes. And I'm like, yeah, but you don't do that. Like, yeah there's still a level of like respect that I want in the office, but then I'm the new guy and I'm, you know, um, yeah. So that, I mean, this, there's some stuff to unpack here and yeah. I think that this could serve as a really valuable, um, sort of springboard for many people to start thinking about their own practices because we're really kind of indoctrinated about what, everything's going to kind of look like based on where we're trained. And then you get into your first job and it's like, Oh, I mean, it's almost like we don't even think we have the right to advocate for ourselves in any way. And so I'm hearing kind of a few different things. And so let me just reflect back to you what I heard. And then you tell me kind of what is the thing you want to talk about most. So I heard there, there's like some actual things that have been happening recently that have that have contributed to you kind of having some emotions like crying and being really upset and stuff like that. Then there's this idea around this person kind of dangling the um, retirement carrot. And now it sounds like he's more serious. And then with that, you kind of considering all of your options and is this something you would really want to stay and try to make this your own thing? Like, you know, really kind of become I, I'm hearing you like want to be a leader in yes. group or do you want to consider something else? Is that? Fair? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, so like, just what do you think is the thing? I, what do you, what do you really want to talk about tonight? Like, what do you think would give you the most support right now? Um, I don't know. I think I've done, I've done some of the like practice worksheet stuff that you had sent out and talked about before. Mm -hmm. And I think in a lot of ways, like if I can just get over kind of some of the staffing issues and make it more my own, this really would be an ideal practice. Yeah. Um, it's, there's just so much staffing and drama working with a bunch of other older women. <laughs> So what's the problem? I mean, I know um, about the office manager and it sounds like, uh, you know, she won't be there if you stay. Is that true? Yeah. So she won't. And I guess that's where we're at, that we're trying to work on that transition. Mm -hmm. 
Um, so when we kind of both gave him the ultimatum like six months ago, I was like, I'm not, I'm not saying if she is, this is just driving me nuts. And I don't want to put up with that anymore. And I'm yeah. finally going to stick up for myself and say that that's, you know, not okay. And I'm happy to go somewhere else if need be, which is not really perfect for either of us, but, um, but just can't keep doing it. And so it was like, okay, okay. But essentially nothing changed. She like kind of pulled it for a while. I started looking kind of on my own for new managers and stuff, but not much changed. Um, and then we, we did find though. So I, we, I kind of convinced him to interview a couple new managers with me that I had found. Um, and we did find someone who we really liked. We ended up hiring, we hired her maybe like a month ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and she, um, you know, we both really like her, but like the current manager is again, like I said, kind of a friend. She's kind of like scattered. She's not training this new person at all. She's kind of going back and forth between like acting kind of like threatened versus saying like, well, I do want to retire and like, I don't know what to do. And like, I don't know. It's just like, it's a lot of drama with trying to figure out this transition. Yeah. And And so what my role in it is. And (laughs) that's the key. That's the key right there. See, you already know. It's like that actually really doesn't have much to do with you at all. If anything, right. That's hers. Right. Right. That's hers. And so, but it's like forcing him to get her to train this new person and to move on. So we kind of finally had another big discussion where I was like, I'm leaving if things continue like this. I'm not doing this. <laughs> and uh-huh. so he's like, oh, okay. Well, yeah, I see that this new girl is just being trained as like a, a receptionist and that's not what I want either. And, you know, I'll have a conversation with her about it and things will change. So this was like Friday. We had this conversation on, it like took us all week to have time to meet um, because we're both mm-hmm. I, Yeah, it just takes a lot of time to like, have these conversations and it, it seems like we've had a few that don't go anywhere but this one he was like okay okay I get it because I was just pretty like pissed like things have to change or I'm leaving um so he's yeah. like okay as of Monday they're gonna switch seats but we do still need a receptionist and so she'll be sitting at the receptionist and I've made it clear that she really needs to start training great I come in Monday and it's exactly the same but mm-hmm. it works better because at least I have someone in my court in the office who's helping make sure things are streamlined but yeah so far there's really not been any changes and it's still just struggles of like okay but she needs to be trained how to do these things and these things and like (laughs) so what's the feeling that you have so we know okay so Um, we know the c the c is um you know they're sort of like somewhat retiring people yeah exactly and then like yeah it just the what's my role in it and where like like I want to yeah learn to be the leader in the office I guess yet he's not really done yet and willing to sign that over to me yet yeah does do you think so hmm? do you think he will yeah but he wants to um wants me to pay him for it and so we're negotiating that because I'm like really look be honest dude it's not worth anything but you know I'm willing to figure something out to to keep the peace he wants you to buy the practice yeah 
Oh, well, I mean, that would solve the problem, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I get that. Like, it's something he built, presumably. Yeah. yeah. So, like, either he's either he kind of continues to reap some sort of financial reward from the collections or whatever the thing produces, or you buy him out and he gets nothing, right? Like, that just seems yeah. like pretty basic math. Yeah, I think so, we need to figure out though, or maybe I need, I don't know. It's figuring out the like, what is that actually going to look like? And like, if I pay you something, is that really going to make you go away? And is that really going to mean everything is, you know, and how are we going to do that transition? And like, what are the steps? And he's like, we just keep having these circular conversations around that of like, yeah, what are the okay. dates? What are the steps? What are we doing? Like, Do you, do you have an attorney? Um, yeah, not really. So I have, I I have a healthcare attorney who's awesome, who could help you really get clarity around this. Honestly, it sounds like there's just like a lot of like shit happening up in the air drama. It's very energy demanding. And it's like, you know, it sounds like you don't even know what's what. Right. Yeah. So I think if just getting clarity on what is actually happening can be. Yeah very useful. And so you can get clarity yourself on what you truly desire in a practice, which you can do that work yourself. And then you can decide, okay, does it look like this practice is going to be able to meet the things that I want for my practice? Is that's easy? Yes or no. But then from the like business side of things, I recommend a lawyer. We have um, somebody on the call today who's not renamed yet, but I'm going to rename her and she might pop into the chat and offer a little bit of support because I know she's already left one practice and, um, Yeah, I have. So I think it's also weird. Again, it's a small town and I do have an accountant who's done a lot of this stuff who I did talk to a little bit about it of like what he thinks the value is, which is why I kind of have an idea of a ballpark. But as far as like the steps, I guess I don't. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess I don't quite get that. And he hasn't really nailed that down and yeah so I think it would be really really useful to have a talk with an attorney there's an attorney her name is Ann Bittinger she's actually located in Florida but she just actually helped me with my whole departure thing that I'm going through right now she just a 45 minute conversation with her gave me so much information about what do I do what are the steps what information yeah. do I need? What do I need to gather from them? What do I need to provide? Like, what's my responsibility? Just knowing kind of what's, what the whole yeah. sort of game looks like is really useful. So I'll, I'll forward you her contact. You. And she wasn't that expensive. I didn't think like she helped me okay. like, do the whole thing, drafted letter, blah, 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 contract stuff. Awesome. Thank but you. Cause yeah, I was going to say helpful. the attorney that we have used is, um, is local and she's not specifically medical, but also her dad is like her partner and her dad is the attorney for my partner. So yeah. Yeah. And no, after no. I was like, is that a conflict? She's like, yeah. So this lady, this, this person is awesome. She's highly professional and this is all she does. She was recommended to awesome. me by Linda street, who was like the big into the negotiation coaching the OBGYN really big into the the negotiation coaching so that's one resource I just renamed pomegranate who maybe pomegranate could pop into the chat and offer like I know that she has um 
navigated getting out of a group and then getting into a different group. So there are tons of resources actually within room one of people who've done these things. And then also a resource who's no longer with us is Amy Vertries. Um, Yeah, Amy left a group. And I'm not suggesting that you leave the group. I'm just suggesting that there are people who have information you might want to have, like you kind of decide what to do. None of this is coaching, by the way. This is all just like figuring out the rules of the game. Um, So, but Amy went into practice for herself. And so that's very doable. There are a bazillion ways to be a surgeon that we never learn about. And until you kind of realize the breadth of the ways it's like this sort of practice is available, it's really, I think, um, like we almost feel sort of trapped, yeah, Yeah, trapped. Which is why I think, yeah, reaching out to this group initially was what kind of gave me the courage to be like, you know what, I don't have to stay with you. I can start something on my own if you're going to be a dick about stuff (laughs) and gave me kind of the the courage to start really sticking up for myself in it. A hundred percent. Okay. So let's then maybe what would be useful is, is because you know what you want. You want to, you want to advocate for yourself. Um, it sounds like you don't know. Well, I don't know. You tell me. So do you want, ideally you would want to stay there? I think so. There's just a lot of changes. And so I think that's where to me, it's hard of like, okay, well, what's the value really because I'm pretty much gonna have to fire all your staff and hire all new ones probably get a new EMR because I hate it mm-hmm. I need a new billing system like pretty much everything so it's like well you know if I'm using like I'm buying off of you your instruments that really kind of are old some of your referral base some of your you know goodwill and yeah. like the call contract but I mean yeah that's worth something and that's fine and like I said my accountant kind of ballparked numbers with me and I was going to figure out how to negotiate that with him but yeah I think to me it's that would be helpful to sit with a lawyer to figure out what are the exact steps that I need to make sure that we're following so that there's not something missed because I think that's where I worry I'm like okay so we agree on a number then what like yeah and then maybe <laughs> if that's a number you don't like you you know you want to know what your options are or whatever so if we put yeah. get lawyer in the a-line so the result is I guess what I'm thinking is, is like how do you want to experience this because the way you described experiencing it for the, yeah with okay you said what was the first word empowered empowered I love that okay what would you need to think to feel empowered as you face this <clears throat> like I have options and I have resources and yes I don't know yeah I have options and resources that's awesome because you do yeah and you're not trapped. Um, and then, so then you feel empowered. So you get a lawyer, you, you know, like really figure out what you want. Um, you probably are going to like have a meeting or meetings with this other dude with the old guy. Yeah. (laughs) Does your husband have a role in any of this? Yeah, I mean, he's, um, you know, he's not like involved in the practice at all. He has his own full-time job that's also been stressing him out. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's been, he's been pretty helpful also with saying, you know, well, we'll figure out what needs to be done and mm-hmm. we need to take a loan or whatever. Like, we can Yeah. So we'll just say like, get yeah. husband on board. Yeah. 
not suggesting you need his permission or anything, but yeah, but um, but agree with the plan. Like support, yeah. like just to yeah. like have yeah. him be, be a, like a teammate. Um, and so then you will do those things, and then the result is is you create your own options. Like you literally create this type of a model is an intentional model, right? Which we didn't start this with the default model because you probably have a hundred default models somewhere, anywhere from frustration, anxiety, anger, um, you know, yeah, Yeah. right. So in all of those models you're living in, which is fine and normal because we all do that. And there's nothing wrong with any of that, but it's really nice sometimes to have an intentional model that you can just kind of use as like home base. Like you can just sort of like, you know, when you're playing tag and you're running around and then when you're home base, you're safe. Well, it's like, it's like your little home base. It's like, okay, now I know that like, I'm really angry right now and that's fine because this seems like this, everything's a shit show and I get it. Like I get it. I'm a human being going through this thing and that's totally fine, but this is what I want to do on purpose. And then you can just kind of help yourself reframe no problem but this is what I want to do on purpose just to kind of make your experience of the whole thing a little bit more like you um just have some say in how you experience it rather than just be like well he's got to do this and he's got to like get the lady to train the new lady and uh it just feels like you have no you have no no like yeah control or influence or whatever, you know, I think, I feel like control is a little bit of an illusion because we don't really ever have control, but it's like, um, you know, we just want to be driving the car, not being like tied up in the trunk. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. So then as an aside, I will tell you about a resource I just learned about over the weekend, which is called SAMG, S-A-M-G-I, Surgical Affiliate Management Group Incorporated, which is a, um, medical group run by doctors who do like a locums ish type of a situation. They provide surgical yeah. lists to different hospitals all over the place. Yeah. And, um, like synergy does the same thing, but I talked to them, um, on Monday and I have another meeting with them tomorrow. They, I have a much better vibe from this company than from synergy just personally. And, uh, is it, is it it's just like a locums company, like it's been reaching out to me. So they are a medical group. Like SAMG is a medical group. And so, so for example, like I live in California, they have an offer right now where you would work two weeks on two weeks off completely, like two weeks on two weeks off completely. And you can work full-time or they have per diem. So per diem would be many less shifts per month. Um, Mm -hmm. To be considered full-time, it has to be 12 shifts per month. There's full benefits, retirement. The pay is outrageous for 12 shifts a month. So for people who might have other things they want to do, other other things, mm-hmm. like maybe other side gigs they want to do, like me, or like other traveling they want to do or whatever. And they're all, they're, I've noticed many of their opportunities are in California. So if that is desirable, I mean, it's worth just a Google, but... I don't want to, I don't want to suggest that I'm like talking you out of your group because that's not it at all. But this is to really say to everybody who's here today, which we actually have a really big, um, we have big attendance tonight. So that's really exciting. Um, 
there are many different types of opportunities out there and nobody has to settle. Like we want to be surgeons. Yes, do it, be a surgeon, but like, make sure that you really, really love your reasons for why you do surgery the way you do it with the group that you do it or the, you know, the practice or whatever. Um, I think that's, that's it. That's my PSA. <laughs> Thanks. Do they have, I guess I was wondering if where you were going with that was, do they help like place someone if say I do buy this practice and I don't have a partner right away? They could. They could. Help with, yes. Like a short-term so, partner or something like that. And so that's, that's exactly correct. So you, like group, a group or a hospital would contract with them and then they would like make a match, like a love connection. And then that person comes, you know, routine, like regularly. So you get the same yeah. person rather than a locums person. Um, and, or like for people like me, I, I want to be able to just like still be an orthopedic surgeon. I just don't want to do a full time. So I'm looking right. at DM options where, you know, <laughs> we go just be, for a few days a month. Yeah. It's just really exciting to know. There's another thing people do. It's called being an independent contractor. It's nuts. There are yeah. so many different ways that this can be done. Um, okay. So does that feel a little like this is gives you your plan because you know you'll get your lawyer and you'll figure out what you want. Kind of get all the details ironed out. Yeah. Yeah. I think Again, maybe just reminding myself of that when there is all of the just office bullshit and drama. Yeah. And closing my door and ignoring it. (laughs) Seriously, it's like there's a time when that drama, you know, is useful where we need to be a part of it. And there's a time where it isn't. And most of us can just get sucked into it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then the trick there is to like, just let it move on through you. Like if you're, if, and you can feel it in your body, like you can feel it when you're holding it, you're like snuggling up against the drama. You're like snuggling it. It feels in your body. It feels like anger and frustration and anxiety. And it's like, oh wait, that's not, this is not even my drama. Yeah. That's interesting. Well, except that it's being forced on me sort of, but yeah, I don't have to choose to take it. Well, but it isn't being forced on you. Right. Like you can think that it's being forced on you, but like you said, you have options. Yeah. Like you don't have to be there. You don't have to take that drama. Yeah. And just understanding that you have options and and then like offering yourself the full picture because your brain will want to like believe so, so truly that this is being forced on you. And reality, the picture is much, much larger. Yeah. Than that one frame, you know? Oh, then all the drama in the moment. <laughs> yeah. No, seriously. That's like a single scene. Yeah, in the moment. It's like a tunnel. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. You're going to feel like tunnel vision. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So then you like get yourself that 30,000 foot view, which sometimes takes a little bit of nervous system work, you know, to be like, yeah. okay, wait a second. That 30,000 foot view. And then you realize, all right, what do I really want to do here? You know? Yeah. Mm. Well, thank you so much well, for bringing this to us. I appreciate it. Um, I will go ahead and lower your hand and disable talking. Okay. Are there any other? Um, oh, yay. Here we go. 
sunshiny day. I love that. <laughs> I'm feeling ironic at the moment, though. It doesn't feel very sunshiny. Oh, shoot. Tell us what you got. All right. So, um, oh, all right. So I have been in practice uh, 13-ish years now. Mm-hmm. And um, no, it's probably longer than that. God. But anyway, I this is my second job. My first job was military. So after I got out of the military, I joined this practice. It's a multi-specialty group. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, or it was awesome when I joined anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but uh, I joined a group of four surgeons. So there were five of us. So it was Q5. Um, really very collegial, loved working with all the other groups, lots of people who sort of thought like me, we were pretty independent. We have a, uh, like a PSA with this local, you know, it's not a tertiary care center by any stretch of the imagination. It's a community hospital, but then there's two critical access hospitals that feed us Mm -hmm. um, and things were going well. Then the critical access hospital has been bought up by a big, you know, multi-state, health care agency. Mm-hmm. Um, and when that happened, you know, lots of things happened. One of my really senior partners retired. And so we became Q4 mm-hmm. and this is busy enough that like, you're going to get called in every single time you're on call. And sometimes you get called in for like a bunch of disasters. And, like if it's a couple of appies, it's not a problem, but if it's like a couple small bowel obstructions and appy and, you know, a necrotic colon, it's kind of evil because we don't have residents and it's just you. And then you're not off the next day and you're still seeing patients and I have kids and a husband and, you know, and yeah. so I was like, this sucks. Yeah. You know, like when we had five, it was great. When we have four, it's evil. Mm-hmm. And so I said, you know, we really should recruit another person. And, you know, of the four of us, two men, two women, both of us women said, let's recruit. Both the men said, let's not. And surprisingly haha they did not so um so I sort of said well look I'm going to take this other part-time job right Mm -hmm. I I wanted to do this other medical related stuff with the same organization and we were also switching EHR so it was like a good opportunity for me and so I said I'm going to do that and so you should probably really recruit because I'm not I'm not going to take the same level of call Mm-hmm. Right. Like, so I was trying to like move things in that direction. Yeah. Um, so then they started recruiting for another person. So what happened was though, we ended up drawing one of the surgeons in the critical access group into our group. And so that critical access group dropped down to two. And so they were, they were Q2, which is ugly even for critical access. Yeah. Um, and then in my new position, I had this director role, <laughs> And this director role now is responsible for sort of how the smooth operations are going and guess who's filling the hole in the Q2. That would be me. And now, um, so that, so I'm sort of boxed in. Um, I'm, I, I'm taking this Wednesday call, which truthfully is not that horrible because it is critical access. And so I'm not operating all the time. Mm-hmm. I just came off a weekend where I was rounding on 15 patients in our hospital and that was ugly and multiple, like disastrous, you know, you know, the the obstructive colon and the patient who 
you know, had feculent peritonitis who then, you know, two washouts later after damage control is being, you know, doing, uh, the family decided to withdraw care this morning. So it's Mm. ugly. It's been ugly, but my, so part of my role that I took on that seemed like a really great idea at the time was like being the director for this group. Now that we've joined this big organization, because what was happening is, you know, we couldn't get anything done because we didn't have anyone in that role. Kind of a, it used to be a chief medical officer role. Yeah. Um, And so it became a part-time chief medical officer role with a crappy title. And I still took it. (laughs) Right. Probably zero compensation too. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like I basically negotiated away my day off. um, But I thought it was going to be worth it because I was going to be able to make a difference. Yeah. Anyway. So, um, so now in that role, we have had an orthopedic surgeon decide they're going to leave and they're leaving to be in a, you know, single, you know, ortho only group. Um, and then a week later they recruit away our second orthopedic surgeon. So now we're down to two out of four, like we used to have four. Mm-hmm. And so like, this is a disaster because we have a fairly busy, you know, we're only a trauma level three, but still like without that, you know, I'm telling you, it sucks to be general surgeon Q4. I, you know, it also sucked to be an orthopedic surgeon Q4 and they're going to be Q8 or whatever. So anyway, so now we're doing this evaluation of how we can possibly save them and give them life work balance. And of course, yeah, we're, we're talking to Synergy. And we're like, yeah, exactly. Oh. <laughs> right? Like, what can we do to save this whole, like this group was so awesome. We were like all sort of in, you know, like in alignment and now we're just like, how can we keep it together before being eaten up by everybody anyway? So, so we're, I'm talking to synergy and I'm like trying to negotiate for my orthopedic colleagues to have like 10 days of coverage in the middle of the month Mm -hmm. and at the same time I'm wondering what the hell am I doing I don't have that I'm on call now Q5 and I'm on call every Wednesday and I'm still doing this medical director job and I'm wondering how the hell I got myself into this situation and I just feel like I am I've bit off more than I can chew and I don't even you know I'm like after talking to Synergy I'm like I want that job I just want to work 10 days a month I just I just want to do that Yeah. You know, what you're describing, I think, is really happening a lot everywhere because our system is basically breaking, right? It's been like running on fumes and it's, you know, some kind of broken wagon wheel, wagon wheels falling off. Now it's just like clunking along. And I think it's just finally ready to just completely disintegrate. It feels that way to me. It feels that way to me too. So, um, and I don't want to like, you know, have an agenda about your experience of this based on mine, but I just see this, I see it a lot and talking to people. And, um, so I guess if we could just sort of like figure out for you now in this space, what would help you the most, um, would it, you know, like what's, what's the problem you're experiencing? Is it that you feel helpless in this situation? Are you beating yourself up for taking this job and, you know, kind of like yeah, a little bit, I think people, not advocating for yourself, that sort of thing. Like what's, what's the issue that's bothering yeah, you? Yeah. Like, 
I think I feel like I took this thinking that I was going to make a difference. And now I just feel like I'm spinning my wheels a little bit. Mm, I also okay. feel like, so like, I just can't get anything accomplished. And maybe that's just like being a, like a cog in a bigger wheel. Mm-hmm. But I also feel like I thought I was doing it. Like when I took this job, I thought like, I'm going to get my day off. I'm still going to like, I, I can do this in the amount of time I have because it will be less call. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and maybe if I just said, you know, like I'm off call today, I'm not taking calls, but I was off call on Saturday on Sunday rather. And I have been woken up Monday, Tuesday, like, like it's been, it, it was like, I had four calls in the middle of the night last night. Like mm-hmm. I did not sleep. And it's because, and I had a patient who was delirious, right? He borderline baseline dementia, big surgery. I'm like, why aren't they calling my partner? And they're not calling my partner probably because they're going to be mean to them. Like, so part of this is like balancing the whole, like, where do I draw the line? And part of me says I should just get out of the call system. Like, I I don't want to stop being a surgeon. That's very much part of who I am and how I have crafted my identity like it really is I don't want to stop that and I like that Mm -hmm. but I think that that might be doable for 10 days somewhere else and then I can go away (laughs) no like that honestly sounds like a better job than what I have right now um yeah it does it does sound really attractive and I always have to remind myself that that you know the grass really isn't greener like we always want to think it's going to be greener, but it probably won't be. I just, um, I think that kind of figuring out how you can best advocate for what you truly desire would be really useful. Um, it sounds like you were trying to do that right in this director job and it sort of backfired. It's like expectations are way not met. (laughs) Um, so like, is there an opportunity really to affect some change as this director? Is this like what's happening right now, a temporary thing and it's, it, and it just, things need to settle. And then you're going to be back into the swing of things with getting help for your people and um, like kind of letting the dust settle. Like, is there a vision of this lasting forever or is this just a temporary thing? Um, are you saying the insert uncertainty lasting forever? Like, I think that I'm still being a good advocate. I feel like I'm, I'm doing that. And part of that is me just saying, eh, the emperor has no clothes. You know, you got to put some money here if we're going to save this. If you, if, you know, like it's important to, to say you, to, to acknowledge what this service line is doing for you. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think, I don't think I'm doing a bad job at that. But I feel like in order to do a better job at that, I almost need to not do my surgery job and I don't want to lose it. I gotcha. So it sounds like you got some really good information then, right? Because you couldn't have known that before you took the director job. True. Right? Like it probably looks good. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, wait a second. Shit. Like there's not enough hours in the day to do everything the way I want to be able to do it. Right. So then how do you feel about like just deciding something different for yourself? Well, right now I feel like I, I would be doing a bad job leaving. I'm not ready to like leave yet, but I, 
I almost feel like I got to draw that line in the sand and say, look, this is, this is where I see this going and I'm not doing it forever. And then who would you be saying that to? Well, probably the whole group, right? Because like, it's a multi-specialty group with 110 people and like, they're the people I'm working for. Oh, right? you're the director over 110 people. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> that, that makes more but sense. Not, they're, not all, they're not all surgeons, right? Yeah. So it's a group that I've got cardiologists and orthos and general surgeons and urologists and mm-hmm. family med, internal med, and, you know, uh, nephrology, neurology, you know, like it's a, it's a good, like this is group has been around for a hundred years. And like, that's the reason why I took this job because this group has done, like, it's been great. It's been great yes. for, it's been a physician owned group that has managed to do really good quality work mm-hmm. and like all the great things you want to see when you're joining a group. And the person who left this job was doing great, but they, you know, it was just too much for them at the time had some health issues probably caused by the stress of this damn job. And yeah. um, no one was in the role. And that's part of the reason why I said, like, I don't want to be doing this Q4 call. Maybe I can make that better, make it better for my group. So they'll recruit someone in and take this job, which is also, if no one's in it, is bad. Like this job used to be very independent before we joined this big group, like, or actually we didn't join, but the hospital we work for joined. Right. So. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I think I'm really understanding a more clear picture of what you're describing now. It's like you um, really were advocating for you and your group and trying to fill this role because there was a need for it. And it sounds like as you talk about this group, you have a lot of, um, you know, it's, it's a great group. Like, it's not like, it's not like this is a bunch of jerks. This is, this is people who have done great work. I mean, there are the individual people who are painful, but, but by and large, this is a group that's serving the community well. Yeah. So the word that kind of came to my mind as you were describing it, because I can hear your tongue, like I can hear there, there's like an energy in that. And it sounds like it's integrity. Is that fair? Yeah. 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 And so what would you then desire moving forward? Like how, just like I was asking the first person we talked to today, how do you want to feel as you continue to navigate this whole process? Because just basically thinking you're just spinning your wheels or just kind of like being, you know, down about accepting this director job is normal by the way, but it's probably not giving you the most useful fuel for getting you what you want. Okay. Um, First, let me back up a little bit. I, I'm not sure where, how well, you know, the model, um, yep. situation circumstance. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I just wanted to make sure also, because we've had some new, some people join recently. And so I'm not sure who knows what, so basically like, this director job and it really the circumstance sounds like it's a little bit more than just the director job it's kind of like the status of the medical group right yes very much yep okay yeah so 
what's the thought that's coming up when you're thinking about, you know, being the director and also the status of the group? So when I took this job, we had not yet renegotiated like our contract with the big hospital group. Mm -hmm. So it was very much in flux. That contract has been negotiated, right? So it's a little more stable now than it was when I took the job. Yeah. So we have this PSA for six and a half years, which is good, Mm -hmm. right? In terms of, in terms of pay, but it's still very much, um, the group, um, like this, this director job is the, the biggest way to keep a voice in the bigger organization. Yeah. Right. So that's, that's the problem. Like the status is if I, I I don't want to leave this job and leave a vacuum because I joined it. I took it for a reason and I took it because there was a vacuum there and we couldn't get anything done. And now we're in a little bit more stable situation, but unless you have a strong advocate here, I feel like the group is still in jeopardy. Okay. So I don't want to leave and leave a vacuum. Right. And when you think that, how do you feel? Uh, like I, that feels true to me. Right. Like, yeah. yeah. But like, as I read that, like, I think, oh my gosh, that feels heavy. Like that feels like an enormous responsibility or like pressure maybe. Yeah. Yeah. No, or, all that's true. Yeah. Like, so how does it feel when you think that thought, like, I don't want to leave and leave a vacuum. It's almost as if you're taking responsibility for everybody in the group. Yes. Yes, that is how I feel. And like, what I really want is for everybody else to take some of that responsibility as well. Yeah. And I can see why the director would do that. But in, in like reality, the way it feels in your, in your person is, is you feel the weight of the responsibility for everybody. Yeah. So I'll just put responsible, responsible in the feeling line. Like it almost, yeah. I don't think responsible gives it justice because it feels like a burdened responsible. Uh, that's, I think that sounds right. Burdened responsible. Yes. Burdened. Okay. And then when you feel like a burden, I cannot spell tonight, you guys, it's like I stroked out today. Um, if you, if, when you feel that burdened responsible, what do you do? Like, what does that drive you to do? Uh, stay late go to work early, um, not be able to disengage, um, not, and like, there's just, I feel like I'm wearing too many hats, right? Yeah. So like mentally, are you kind of like thinking a lot of things all all the time? Like ruminating? Yeah. And I'm like a squirrel constantly. Like I am trying to, and like, this is, there's multiple things that are happening with this. There's like EHR upgrades and there's like, we need to combat readmissions and we need to worry about the fact that, you know, ortho is imploding and my, you know, like, uh, like, (laughs) um you know our cardiology service line is in at risk I mean like there's yeah uh, I and and then oh I'm on call this weekend and oh I'm rounding on 15 people people and oh 
I have colonoscopies at the critical access hospital on Monday. I just wrote thinking a thousand things. That sounds right. (laughs) And then you're not sleeping well. Yeah, well, I mean, honestly, I normally sleep pretty damn well, but not when I'm interrupted. And and that part of that is that whole that uh, I'm... I, you know, like I've always prided myself on not being mean to the nurses and being approachable mm-hmm. and then it's biting me in the butt right now because oh, yeah. seriously, yeah, like I, I did the whole, like, really, I really don't feel like this Ativan is going to work for this patient because I think it's disinhibiting. And, you know, this, I tried to argue that and I said, I will try a single dose. And then they're calling me back to, oh, he's really wild. And everything. I'm like, God damn it. That's what I told you was going to happen. And now. <laughs> And, and I'm like, well, like Haldol. And they're like, oh, he's got a prolonged QT. You can't give him Haldol. God, you know, like it's two o'clock in the morning and I'm not on call. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. And that probably comes out of like this sort of like feeling responsible. I feel like this maybe happens a lot to people, especially women who are just really like really extending ourselves. Like we're rolling out the carpet for everybody all the time. Yeah. And there aren't these clear boundaries. I do it too. So I know it's like, I've gotten, I give my cell phone to my patients. Talk about a stupid thing to do. And, oh, you know, I, well, snap. <laughs> I got one today. Oh, mom's really having bad diarrhea. I'm like, oh my God, what I am know. I doing? I'm three days off call. Call the yeah. hospitalist. She's not even on my service. Yeah. So it's just like, I think really sort of descriptive of this way we conduct ourselves where we like take this responsibility on for everybody, all the patients, all the nurses, all the people in the med group, all the orthopods, all the hospital administrators, everybody, like we take it all on and we make it like, we're the ones who are like the linchpin in the success of everybody else's day. Um, so probably not true either. Right. Wait, like, that's the thing. Like we got to let go. That's right. Gotta- and so That's what we'll get to eventually here. But I think this is super useful for people who are watching this, who might see a little bit of themselves in this and be like, oh my God, I have, I feel like this, like this happens to me. And so then we know that the result here is, is that we basically make it, we make ourselves so important in the whole scheme of the system that like, we can't leave because if we leave, there's going to be a vacuum. You know what I mean? No, I'm not saying you're not important. I bet you're really damn important. But the thing is, is that like there, where do you want to draw the line? Yeah, somewhere where I'm at about now. (laughs) Yeah. And I think the other question that we can all kind of ask ourselves is why do we do this? Like, why? Why do we take on all these things? Like, I know why I do it is because I want people to like me. That's it. Oh, yeah. Like, I want people to like me. I don't want to have confrontation. I just want, like, I just want to have, like, that recognition when somebody likes me. And I can be honest about that. And I used to not be honest about that and just overextend myself and do all this shit for people. And I wasn't even being my real self, you know? Yeah. Um, So I think just understanding your why is really critical, too. And And then once you know your why 
for why you don't want to leave and leave a vacuum, like why that thought is what it is in your brain. Cause the thought's not bad. It's only, it's only going to have power if you believe it. It can be there without believing it. It can just be like a thing that lives in your brain that you can be like, oh yeah, that's interesting. Um, but like, once you know your why, why you're thinking that, and then do you like that reason? Because if you like it, then fine. But if you don't like it, then you can decide if you want to let it go or not. Or just give it like less attention. Yeah. Not quite sure I know the why. Yeah, that's okay. And it might take a little bit of contemplation and a little bit of just, you know, openness and compassion and curiosity about it. And then once you give yourself that space, it'll probably become evident. But that's magical because then then you really understand and it's like, oh yeah, I see it so clearly now. And I really don't need to do that unless you want to. Hmm. Um, so then just for time's sake, if we could then quickly, um, like that could be work you do on your own, obviously. And I hope everybody else considers that too. I really think this is a common thing people experience. Um, so if we wanted to like create your experience of all of this, of this whole like status of the medical group? Like, how do you want to feel day to day rather than a burdened and, you know, responsible, burdened, responsible? Like, what would, what would you want to feel as you move through your day? I want to feel like I'm making a difference. Um, I don't, I don't want to feel like I'm being bombarded, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I struggle a little bit with the whole, do I want to give up this, the active surgery, right? Cause right now I'm keeping my foot in the door by, by taking the call. Um, and I, I feel like, you know, like this medical director job, if you're not working clinically, you're losing touch. Like I really do. But at the same time, I feel like the way this job is structured right now, it is too much. Mm-hmm. Like, so I don't want to feel burdened. I want to feel like I can get stuff done and draw the line and be able to turn it off. And that's the problem right now. I just feel like it extends like way and both sides, right? The surgery extends worse than the medical director job because the, the medical director job is just a meeting that I'm going to say, I'm not going to go to, maybe mm-hmm. I'll watch it later. Yeah. But the surgery yeah. part, you can't really turn that off very well. Yeah. That takes a lot of practice. <laughs> yeah. Um, so and- like you don't want to feel burdened. So maybe I'm trying to like, think of, um, a good word that describes you actually said the thought, um, it was like a three part thought, but it was describing like this kind of like having your own back sort of situation. It's like, you just want to know what's right for you and your patients and, and, and just be good with that and just keep moving forward and make a difference. And, you know, it just sounded all super measured and matter of fact, and it sound the way you said it, it sounded unpressured and it sounded, um, I think some of it though, is that I just need to be able to say, look, I'm not on call anymore. (laughs) And like, while I used to like take these calls, like when I'm not on call, I'm not doing that anymore. 
like it needs to be handed off to one of those partners that I'm, you know, trying to help, even though, yeah, you know, like, like I, I need to be able to say, no, that's not me anymore. Somebody else take over. There you go. Okay. That's great. So like, it sounds like you're willing to learn how to set boundaries and that this situation has actually brought you to a point in your life where you are going to learn how to do that. And maybe you wouldn't have otherwise. Yeah. Might be necessary at this point. Yeah. So I'll just, um, for time's sake, I'm just going to start. Yep. It's like, I'm willing to learn how to set boundaries or I'm willing to use this And you could put, like, you could fill in the blank. You could be like, I'm willing to use a situation to learn how to set boundaries, to learn how to figure out what I really want. You know, I'll just put the blank there. Like, you, I'm willing to use the situation to, um, you know, you fill in the blank there. And then, so when you think that thought, how do you feel? That sounds like a great idea. That's right. I feel like hopeful. Hopeful. Perfect. And then when you feel hopeful, what do you do? Charge ahead. <laughs> yeah. You just keep doing, keep plugging along. It's like, it, it's like all the things are still going to be occurring, but you are able to have like an energy around all of it that is lighter and maybe a little bit more effective and more pleasant. And, um, open, right? Because the first model we did where it's like this burden is like a closed kind of like choky type of a model, like how it, when you read through it, that's kind of how it feels. But this is like, well, I'm willing, like, it doesn't mean you have to like the situation. It's just like, well, I'm willing to kind of like use this to see what I can learn about myself and how I can really change things for the way I want them and for our group it's it does and then when you feel hopeful it's so much more open and then you're still going to face all the same stuff you're still going to get called by the nurse with the Ativan for the Ativan request and you're still all that stuff's going to happen but you may have some sort of different response or some different thing you might say or maybe you turn your phone off I, and I think also that this is not like telling me that may, maybe I need an end date for that medical director job. Maybe I need to like yes. actively recruit succession planning, right? I've done my, this is a group that has gone very well because we've all taken a role and maybe if I have an end date, then it is something that I can say, I'm doing it for this length of time and then I'm done. And then I can yeah. take a back seat and someone else can take over. Yep. I'll put make end date. If that's what you really want, then that's what, I mean, I think that's great because the whole point here is, is that we're not changing what's going on. We're just changing how we interact with it. We're, we're trying to have like more agency with our experience of the whole situation. And then of course the, the result is, is that you, you learn new things. Like you learn new things about yourself like what you truly desire, what really lights you up. Like it could be that you did this job and you were like, oh my gosh, administration's so amazing. Why didn't I learn about this before? But now, you know, like, you know, that's, it's been this type of experience and you're like, huh, 
Yeah. <laughs> That's a good way. <laughs> huh. Yeah. Anyway, I hope that that, I don't know, gave you a little bit of stuff to work with, at least as you continue. Absolutely. To it gave me lots to work with. <laughs> Thank you. Awesome. You're welcome. All right, guys. Well, I hope you have a good rest of your night. And that ends this um, for six o'clock. Thanks, y'all. Bye.